The Golden State Warriors won. Kylan, I'm not used to saying that. I don't think anyone covering the Warriors has, is, is comfortable saying that, given it is not a regular thing, but they won. They're about to go on a five-game road trip. We're going to break down what went right and why the defense showed up. I thought that was the biggest difference in this game. We're going to break it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube where exclusive live shows are at. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow Kylan Mills on every social media platform at her name. It's super easy. Kylan Mills, you can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. That's also where the program is at. You can follow the program on threads at Locked On Warriors. Kylan, great to see you. How are you doing? and your immediate reaction to the Warriors finally getting back on the winning track, a 119-107 home victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. Cy, great to see you, everybody in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for dropping a couple lines. Uh, it's a good day when the Warriors win. Wins have not come easy for this team this season, 20 and no. 24 now. Um, but they did have a difficult schedule early in the season. So I do think that's worth being pointed out. Uh, but a couple things that stood out to me from this one. I mean, first of all, you pointed out much better defensive play. Uh, they forced 16 turnovers. They were able to get out in transition. And that's the thing when they get stops and rebound the ball, then you have the opportunity to get out on the break. And I thought they did that more and had some really good transition looks in this game. You also have Jonathan Kaminga, who's one of the most electric players in open mm. floor. He's so athletic. He can get out on the break. He can be a rim runner. Um, so I think that's a big positive, but for all that to happen, the Warriors have to be able to get stops and they've not been defensively up to par all season long. Um, a couple of individual performances we got to break down and call out. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga is now consistently proving that he can be a secondary or third scoring option. Um, is he there as the Warriors' second best player? I don't know that I'm ready to say that. That's something that I saw floating around on social media uh, today amongst Warriors Twitter. But I do think he's proving that he can be a reliable scorer. I mean, well, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt you real fast, and I'm sorry to do this, but I want I have to ask now before we forget. If if Kaminga is not your second best player, or if Kaminga is not, in your opinion, the second best player, who is on the Warriors right now? I mean, I think that. I mean, it's hard because Clay Thompson could be if he was playing up to the way he was, and he's not. If Andrew Wiggins shows up, like he could be, but he's not consistently doing it. Draymond Green does what he does extremely well, but he's not going to be a scoring threat, so he's not going to be the guy offensively. So that's the issue with this team, mm -hmm. um, is that there really isn't one. So I don't think I could call anyone out, but the problem is that J.K. at times hasn't been consistent either. I think he's starting to come along. He's made huge strides to where he's – in the process of proving that he can consistently be that guy. But from the start of the season to now, he hasn't been, uh, you know, uh -huh. early on in the season. So I think he has a ton of potential. I think he's playing great. I, you know, based on the way he's played the last couple games, I think you could make the argument and even during this last stretch. Um, so I would say he is, but I just think it's a matter of, is he consistently 
going to show up and execute on both ends night in, night out and be the consistent secondary score that the Warriors need. I, I think that still needs to be proven a little bit more, but I'd say right now, I think he is. What about yeah. you? I mean, and just to add to that, in case you didn't mention it's seven straight games of 20 plus points. Yep. I mean, it's what 24 what in a row. Saying, like this, yeah, this stretch, he is proving he consistent can consistently do it, but it's got to keep going. It's got to go longer. You know, he's had, lapses earlier on in the season where there are games where I felt like he just didn't show up. So I think he's made major strides, big positive for the Warriors. Got to keep his confidence high. That's the number one thing for me that I have my eye on with this Warriors staff, because to me, the big problem is that too often, if he made mistakes, he would get yanked too mm -hmm. often. Steve Kerr did not give him any leeway and flat out. It was less than a month ago that we were talking about Kaminga playing great and then getting benched for almost an entire half for no apparent reason. And he was flat out not happy about it. So he needs to be continued to give increased minutes, given a longer leash, the ability to play through mistakes. He's not going to be perfect every night. But I think this proves that when he is given the opportunity, he's been able to show up seven plus games or seven games now with 20 plus I mean, that shows you the type of potential that he has, but yep. can't be just randomly sat for no reason at all. I just keep going back to that. And oh, yeah, things that and you and I, have brought I, up. I, I highlighted a comment someone said, and this is something I was preaching the, the, the data proved it that Kaminga, and I haven't looked at it recently, I need to look it up again, but at least early in the season, and this goes back to last year, his second half numbers are night and day compared to his first. And again, that's part of the growth, but. And that's yeah. one, of, one of the many things that frustrated me about Kerr so much was the fact that the data was right there, that Kaminga in the second half is vastly superior, but because he would sometimes have these slow starts, you wouldn't even see him in the second half because Kerr wouldn't give him the time of day. It was driving me insane. So I'm really happy now he's just... But We're that's seeing part of what out, comes right? with young players, which is my issue with the way that Steve Kerr has handled the Warriors' recent lottery picks. Their first, second, third year players is like, Sometimes the beginning of games might be sloppy. Sometimes they need to work themselves into the game. They need to play into a rhythm. But if they get yanked, they don't have the opportunity to do that. And I just feel mm -hmm. like he has not made the right decisions at the right times with some of the Warriors youngsters in terms of when do you leave them on the floor? When do you give them another opportunity to try to bounce back? Or like I said, to get into a rhythm after some early mistakes. And it just didn't happen. And they're not going to get any better if they're immediately pulled after a couple of you know miscues. Right. Totally. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and and I, I don't know if you said this as well. Kaminga had uh, led the team in minutes. I don't know if that's ever happened, I, at least not to my recollection. Uh, 39 minutes and change in this game. Um, and uh, yeah, I saw someone in the chat mention that he was turning the ball over. He had three. That was tied for second on the team with Pajemski, who also had three, Steph at five. But yeah, I love seeing this kid blossom right before our eyes, Kylan. This is yeah. uh, phenomenal. And Pinoy reformat strongly agree to disagree with you that the defense is still not there. He is the man guarding the opposing team's best player, every possession. So if you're telling me the defense isn't there, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't agree with that at all. He's, I thought, I think he's phenomenal. And I've heard that talking point from other media types that for some reason that they, I've heard a few, few schmucks out there saying that Kaminga off his off ball defense isn't there. And I I've been looking at it closely that is an asinine analysis. I have not seen that lapse at all. I think he's, I think he's just as good defensively as offensively. But that's me. I don't know. Um, Early on in his career, I think he he was slow on rotations and and spacing, but I think he's gotten a lot better. So I agree with you, Cyrus. When I watch him, I don't see 
the issues to me, it was like blatantly obvious year one. And even into year two that he was out of position, but I think he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that's, and defense is the, one of the things that comes last for a player's development. So to see this happening now is encouraging. It's awesome. Kylan, uh, Clay Thompson was uh, DNP tonight. It was a fairly last minute decision because I believe of illness. Um, I, I don't know what the specifics were. I don't know if you caught that. I, I don't know if it's like a flu-like thing or, or what, what's going on. Um, I hope this doesn't sound like a loaded question to you, but in my opinion, and I think it's the opinion of a lot of people, and I think the data supports it, the Warriors' number one problem this year is defense. And that was not a problem tonight. They gave up 107 points. I can't remember the last time the, the opposing point total was that low. Uh, coincidence, correlation with Clay Thompson not playing. I've been a harsh critic of Clay on the defensive side. I do think it's warranted. Your thoughts? Is that is it a crazy notion to think that maybe the defense improved because Clay wasn't there? I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I am not going to go as far as to say, I think there's a direct correlation because the guys picking up Clay's minutes didn't do anything for me defensively in Corey Joseph. I like Lester Quinones. He's a solid defender. Uh, but like Corey Joseph, you know, was picking up some of those minutes in the backcourt. Um, I still think Brandon Pajemski has some room for growth defensively as well. And he obviously got a big workload, 30 plus minutes tonight. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that in general, Clay has not been up to par. He hasn't played the way that he needs to play. But I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm ready to say the team's better without him, um, even defensively. I just, like I said, I just, when I look at, for example, tonight, the number's going up. But, like, to me, I didn't think that Brandon Pajemski, and I don't think he has been particularly played well defensively, and Clay Thompson has size. I think Clay mm-hmm. Thompson's a better defender than him. Um, and then Corey Joseph, I've got nothing to say about. But <laughs> I'm just saying, when you look at the minutes, the guys who were getting minutes in the backcourt instead of him, those guys weren't better defenders. So like, I just, is positionally, I, I'm not going to go that far. Um, but yeah, Corey Joseph shouldn't have been playing. Well, <laughs> that's we're my other point. Talk about that a little more because it, yeah. it makes no damn sense that. He's playing at all. I, it makes no sense whatsoever. Besides the fact that, and we've talked about this repeatedly, Kerr has this infatuation with ball handlers. Like, and and honestly, that's the whole reason why I, I brought up that unpopular opinion last night about Ben Simmons as just an idea because he's six ten, but he can handle the ball like a point guard. So he's someone Kerr would play. I'm being partly facetious bringing him up, but there's also a level of seriousness there. You, if you can handle the ball. I feel like that's the number one criteria for Steve Kerr in terms of what he wants, which is crazy. So, uh, yeah, but the Corey Joseph minutes are absolutely insane. Um, and we're going to talk about that because another player was was in the lineup tonight, and that's Lester Quinones. Um, and you and I have some thoughts about that. I think he's a fantastic player with a bright future, especially a long-term member of this Golden State Warriors uh, organization. Um, and, yeah, we have some opinions to share about uh, Lester Quinones, uh, the, 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 the bright South, what is he Brazilian? Do you know for sure? I actually don't know what his, uh, his, his home country is, but I think he's Brazilian, but anyways, we're going to talk about Quinones and so much more. I think he's Dominican. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually don't know. So, but I, 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 anyways, like it doesn't matter, but it just, you know, um, what are we talking about here in terms of sponsors? eBay and our partners at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy basketball host, 
Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And Kylan, I'm going to give you five names. You tell me which one you want to hear some more analysis from from the number one host on the Locked On Podcast Network in terms of views and listens, and that's Josh Lloyd and his Locked On Fantasy Basketball show, wildly popular. Here are the five players. First one, Io DeSamu. Number two, Jared Vanderbilt. Number three, Josh Hart. Number four, Paul Reed. And number five, Aaron Nesmith. Who would you like to hear more about? Let's do Jared Vanderbilt. I like him. Yeah, same. Yeah, he always plays Warriors well, unfortunately, for yeah, unfortunately. a Uh The Lakers lineups, according to Josh, have seemed to work a lot better of late with Vando in them, agreed. Uh, yet Darvin Ham has been stubborn in deploying them. Still, his fantasy value is on the rise, and he fits in a few different fantasy builds. So if you have him on your fantasy team, play him. That is Josh Lloyd's recommendation. And Josh is going to help you win your fantasy championship in eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And subscribe to Kylan Mills on social media. She's available on all platforms at her name. Super easy at Kylan Mills. Kylan, uh, Corey Joseph, we were just talking about him a moment ago. Both you and I agree it makes no damn sense to give him minutes. Uh, he played 13 minutes tonight, scored just two points, uh, led the team in negative net rating at minus 10. Uh, the Warriors, the moment they took him out in the fourth quarter, they were clinging to a 93-90 lead. They pull him. They go on a 16-5 run. Well, one thing that really stuck out to me tonight was we saw Lester Quinones uh, who got 11 minutes tonight, partly because of Clay Thompson being out due to illness. Uh, playing Quinones and Joseph were playing side by side. What I noticed about Lester Quinones during the preseason is I think his the role that suits him best, where you get the most out of him, is him playing the point guard position. Uh, mm -hmm. When he handles the ball, when he's involved, he thrives. And, and and I it just really bummed me out watching him play off the ball because, again, a lot of his minutes were alongside Corey Joseph, who is the primary ball handler for this team. And, and it just saddens me that Steve Kerr just doesn't recognize what brings out the best in his players. Quinones, when he's playing point, is 
awesome. He's a better defender than Corey Joseph. He has more size. He's younger, more athletic. Um, so, you know, in a situation like this, I don't understand why Quinones is not getting all of Corey Joseph's minutes. I also don't understand why a player like Dario Saric, who didn't have great numbers tonight, except for assists, he had seven assists and 16 minutes, which is kind of crazy. Um, I constantly am asking for more Dario Saric minutes, but we keep getting Corey Joseph because Steve Kerr loves his ball handlers. Your thoughts? I was just putting my head in my hands with that late third quarter rotation. I texted you about it, Sai. Yeah, so yes, like, did. What is happening? So it was Lester Quinones, Corey Joseph, Jonathan Kaminga, Dario Saric, and Trace Jackson Davis on the floor. And just like what part about any of that makes sense or would work? And I completely agree with you. I liked Trace Jackson Davis in or Trace Jackson Davis. I like Lester Quinones in the preseason running the point. Um, I don't, I completely agree. I think that he's a better player already than Corey Joseph. I think he has a higher ceiling. Like you said, he's a better defender. He's more athletic. He's quicker. Um, I don't, someone pointed out in the chat, I don't think Corey Joseph did anything in this game besides like a couple handoffs. Like I'm at, I'm at a loss. Um, I just, I don't understand why he's playing. And I much less don't understand why that specific rotation was used um, and here's my, here's what I would suggest. Cause a couple of people I tweeted about this and they were like, well, what choice do they have? Because, you know, we're dealing with a number of injuries and, and an illness to Clay Thompson in the backcourt. And I would rather see Lester Quinones get those 13 Corey Joseph minutes. Lester played 11 minutes. Corey Joseph played 13. Give Quinones those minutes flat out. I would rather see him play. He's a player who has the potential to be a part of the future of this franchise. I don't see that with Corey Joseph. I don't think any of the fans see that with Corey Joseph. He may be a lovely person, wish him all the best, <laughs> but not with Golden State. I don't think it makes any sense. Uh, you know, he's older on, you know, more on the back end of his career. I just, why not give Lester Quinones the opportunity to get some extended run? I would rather see that at this point. Absolutely. Um, So so that's it. That's my suggestion. I understand they're dealing with injuries and illness, but like you don't have to go 10 deep. You can go nine deep. Don't play Corey Joseph. Absolutely. And and again, this is where, uh, you know, Bruce Morrow, longtime listener of the fan, love you, but you wrote, uh, I would, he agrees with us, but that Quinones cannot run the plays. Why do you write that? What do you base that on? He absolutely can run the plays. He knows this offense as well as anyone. The Santa Cruz who else can run the plays is Draymond Green. So, like, yes. I don't feel like they needed another ball handler on the floor. Yeah. He didn't. Absolutely. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, you've got Pajemski. You know who else can run the plays if he needs to? I know they like to get him off ball, but Seth Curry can run the offense. Draymond Green can run the offense. Brandon Pajemski can run the offense. I still believe that Lester Quinones can run the offense. Easily. They don't need Corey Joseph. No, no, they absolutely don't. And, and again, I when the Warriors signed him, I thought it was just for an emergency reserve point guard where if you have no other bodies, he's there. Uh, I did not expect him to be a go-to guy for Steve Kerr. Uh, I, I know Chris Paul's injured, but still, you have Brandon Pajemski. You mentioned Draymond Green. You have Lester Quinones. I just, I don't get it. Um, but nonetheless, that's where we're at. Uh, we, we, Kylan, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't tackle the the difficult subjects and sometimes the uncomfortable topics. And one of those is Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, uh, and the trade deadline that's approaching. 
Um, Moses, when we come back, we got some news regarding the injury report. Moses Moody is officially practicing again. Yes. He's going to come back soon. There's going to be issues here if this team does not make any moves. And I'm sorry. I know I'm reading the chat. You know, I, I do respect everyone's opinions that are in there, provided you don't call people names. Um, and, and I'm seeing a few people suddenly because of a few uh, games in a row that Wiggins has played good ball. The team wins one game. Uh, you know, they're now four games below 500. Let's not jump to conclusions here. Let's not pretend that Andrew Wiggins is magically now like the second best player in this team. I saw one person write that he's not. Um, if anything, what I'm seeing from from Wiggins play recently is his trade value is going up. Um, and there's some news about Andrew Wiggins when it comes to the trade market. So we're going to talk about, about that. Um, Clay Thompson's role, because I know a lot of people are suggesting maybe he should come off the bench. Maybe we should trade Clay. Anyone making those suggestions? Keep Steve Kerr in mind. All right. Let's 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 live in a world of pragmatism and reality here. It's one thing to be logical, but as we've learned, that doesn't always fly in the Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr era. So we're going to uh, touch on those subjects and so much more. Got to give some love first and foremost, though, uh, to our other sponsor for the evening, and that is LinkedIn. Um, Kylan, I have a weird affinity for uh, LinkedIn when we talk about them. Hang on here. Uh, Player a little open, and let me get their little overlay. Because I, I, to me, LinkedIn is clutch for anyone either looking for a job or if you're an entrepreneur slash business owner who's trying to seek out talent. And as a professor, I tell my students all the time, you are behind the curve if you're not active on LinkedIn with a, with a clean profile, including a, a good headshot, even like a, a nice background. What's your experience with LinkedIn? I love LinkedIn. I mean, I think it's a great way to connect with other people who are interested. I mean, I've connected with people on there that are you know, in the same business, same interests, whatever it may be. It's a great way to co connect with future employers. Um, so yeah, but I agree. I think it's definitely smart to have a good page, have it set up, have a nice photo, because definitely, and I've talked to employers that have said they utilize that as a tool for sure. Absolutely. Every headhunter is on LinkedIn. And look, at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level this year. And that's where LinkedIn Jobs knows your success depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right prof professionals for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. That's a hell of a deal. Terms and conditions apply. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, one final segment of Locked On Warriors. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, uh, I think we're probably, unless some, some news happens, we're going to take tomorrow off. And then we'll be back at it Thursday. We make all our announcements on our Threads account at Locked on Warriors. Follow us there. Follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. Super easy at Kylan Mills. So uh, Andrew Wiggins had a solid game tonight. I am not going to disrespect him because he he doesn't deserve that. It, he was uh, he scored 23 points. Um, didn't grab the rebounds that I like. Look, I remember Kylan once upon a time when like a lot of people were criticizing Kaminga 
for not grabbing rebounds, right? And he's finally like picking that number up. He grabbed a, a yeah. seven rebounds tonight, a second on the team, incredibly, to Stephen Curry, who had eight. Um, but Kaminga's doing his carrying the load there. He's finally starting to make his game more well rounded, and so he's shut a lot of the haters up there. But Andrew Wiggins needs to also be gra- be grabbing rebounds. He had five tonight, yeah. good, not great in 38 minutes. He did have 23 points. But look, if we're, to, we're the goal here, unless I'm mistaken, is championships, right? I mean, th- this is a dynasty that's clinging. You got Stephen Curry, and you're doing him an injustice if you're not pursuing the the big goals. Um, and even though Wiggins has had a, a good stretch of games here, it's not like they've been great. They're not all star level, and his trade value is up. Uh, a report came out today. I I apologize for not knowing the source of it. I think it was Anthony Slater actually of the athletic, maybe it was champ Sharnia. Um, but they reported that teams out there are now talking to the warriors about trading for Wiggins without also wanting additional draft compensation, meaning his value has gone up to the point where you don't have to include other players with him to get something back. And look, Wiggins, I, I want to share this with you real fast because on okay. threads, uh, somebody I engage with a lot. She's also in our chat. And I'll even share the screen real fast uh, because she was 100% accurate in terms of what she wrote about Wiggins. Courtney Fox won. That's her, her handle on threads. She wrote, so I have a theory on Wiggins, sudden drop off, and why he's starting to come back to form at this point in the season when all seem to be lost. Multiple reports have come out saying that he doesn't love the game. He plays because he makes a buttload of money to do so. When he re-signed with the team, the Warriors had hopes that he'd be the key to holding it all together, the core with the youth. He didn't want that responsibility or to have to work that hard all year long. Now that Jonathan Kaminga has emerged as the clear superstar on the rise, that pressure on him is gone. He's more than happy to take a backseat to Kaminga, and you get the rest of the gist. There is truth there. In fact, there is nothing she wrote that is incorrect. I say this factually, all right? Kylan and I do have connections. We have sources ourselves. Um, I can't get into the weeds of that unless I ask Courtney to pull up who else uh, was reporting that, and, and she's trying to find out who that was. But the point is, this is this is Wiggins. This is who he is, and that is primarily the reasoning for his struggles. He's got an issue when it comes to his attitude. There, there's, and if you if you disagree with me, that is your opinion. You are wrong. Uh, there are literally sources in that building that have confirmed these reports. And in my opinion, with Moses Moody coming back, you're going to have a logjam again. And I honestly believe Moses Moody is ready to take over Wiggins' role. He's the future of this team besides the present. He's hungry. He's a better defender. I think he's a better three-point shooter already at this point. And if, if if there's a team out there offering something for Wiggins, you get that money off your books, and you're now you qualify for the mid-level exception uh, next offseason where you can actually sign a player for that, that $7 to $10 million slot that they couldn't do this year because they're in the second apron. Um, I still think you got to trade Wiggins. Uh, one game is, is not going to convince me. This has been over half a year where he's been mediocre at best. And I say trade him. I know people are going to be upset with me saying that, but that's my feeling. And I feel strongly about that. I really do. If this team wants to win a championship, they, that's a move they have to make. 
What are your thoughts, Kyle? Because I could be wrong, but what are your thoughts? I mean, I would love to see Andrew Wiggins come back around to the player he was. As far as the reports you're talking about that he didn't want to, you know, have to work that hard year round, hold the team together. I hadn't heard anything like that. So, you know, I, I can't really assess whether there's truth to that or not. But um, I've been hoping all year. And at some point, I do think you have to accept if a player has, you know, changed or he's lost his love for the game or whatever. Yes, but right when I was about at that point with Andrew Wiggins and have talked about how I agree that trading is the move, he suddenly, and I don't think it was just this game. I think he's played better over the last stretch. I don't have his stats in front of me. That's something that I would need to look up. Um, but I also think it depends, like, what are you getting in return for Andrew Wiggins? And, and part of the problem is that his trade value would be way down because of the way he played, you know, the entire first half of the season. Um, so it's a positive that he's played better during this last stretch. I think it's encouraging, but is it enough to bring up his trade value to where it would be worth it to get rid of him versus the risk that comes with hoping that he figures it out and becomes the Wiggins of old during the second half of the season. Um, I thought he played great tonight specifically. Um, I thought he was great defensively. He looked more aggressive. He had a couple uh, you know, of nice plays where he attacked the basket, which is what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought all the things I saw from him tonight were positive. I think he's played better during this last stretch. Um, it's still a risk, though. If you keep him, is he going to continue to consistently play this way? Is he going to bring the passion and the intensity that's been missing? That's still a question mark. But is that this better or smarter risk than trading him and not getting maybe what you deserve in return? I don't know. I think it's a well, tough here's, here's the thing. I, I do think the Warriors need to make a trade. So for me, that's where I just feel like Wiggins is the most extend, expendable piece. I, I mean, my question to people in the chat would be, if you're saying don't trade Wiggins, who are you trading? Or are you riding with exactly. the Warriors roster as it is currently? Because exactly. I don't think this is a championship roster. This is a, I think we'll get into the playoffs. I think they're going to start playing better. And I already like what I've seen, but this is like a five or six seed team that's going to lose in the Western conference semifinals. Like they did last year. Like I do not see this being a team that's going to get to the championship. They would quick, have to win. Quickly, Kylan, just, just because, real fast. Kylan, there's a, p- a few disrespectful Richards in the chat. Like for example, Barry Danner, you're clearly new to this show. Uh, if you're ca- calling me a prisoner of the moment, I've only been accurately calling this team for nearly three goddamn years. So I am going to block you for being a disrespectful right, Richard. Just because it, it, I know, but you're me. out. You're out. If you're going to be a, a disrespect, if you're going to come in here and insult me like that, you're not a part of this, man. I just want to make it clear, like to, to call me a casual. I've heard a few people say that. That is, this is, dude, don't call names and don't sit here pretending like I don't know what I'm talking about. It is it's just ridiculous. Look, here's the thing, Kylan. Wiggins being gone, you trade him for nothing. If you can trade him for a draft pick, Moody's the replacement. You're also shaving off. It isn't just the the twenty the twenty seven million. You're that saying you you're trade him for a draft pick, but the thing is, a draft pick's also a risk. Like, look at how Agreed. the Warriors. Well, look at the track record for the Warriors with their recent lottery picks. Look how many have not panned out. I mean, Jordan Poole shipped off. Reed not a lottery Weisman pick though. But yeah, what? I hear what you're saying. There, he was a lottery pick, but I hear what you're saying. Regardless, yeah. I'm saying a draft pick in general, even if it's not a lottery pick. Um. These young well, guys, is, young, young people, guys for the people, draft picks are a risk. That's my point. If they were to pick up a draft pick, that's not a guarantee either. So agree, we already but my, know Wiggins' potential. If you're looking at a draft pick, you could be getting anybody. Um, and I think everyone will acknowledge that at this point, James Wiseman was a huge bust that didn't work out. I hope the best for him. I hope he figures it out, but he hasn't been playing particularly well with the Pistons. Um, 
And so that's the thing. I, I just feel like at least we know the potential that Andrew Wiggins has. And, and again, I think he'll come back to be what he was. For the people saying trade Clay, I agree with you. But you also have to live in reality here. Kerr will that's not, not happen. It's not going to happen. They're yeah. not. I tra- Clay is clearly the lesser player of the two. But this team is putting sentimentality over logic, and they don't want to break up this big three. There was a report out there that the team is putting the impetus of trading the core pieces on Steph. So, and Steph's never right. going to advocate for Clay to get traded. No. Friends. So, so I'm, I'm adding a, a level of realism here. Like, you're not getting rid of Clay. They're not going to do that. But I think ultimately, Moody is ready. If you disagree with me on that, this, I mean, look. I, I didn't fail you with Kaminga. I'm not failing you with Moody. Moody, to me, even this season, if you start giving him time now and you give him the same faith you gave Kaminga, where you're giving him 25-plus minutes, he's going to give you more production than Andrew Wiggins would. I also don't want, with that piss-poor attitude of Wiggins, I don't want three more years. I would honestly would rather have that off the books. Three more years after this, Kylan, you're guaranteeing him money where you have to risk all these like half-season uh, a malaises that he's producing. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. We could agree to disagree, but Wiggins to me is a, a bad asset that needs to get traded. I'm done. <laughs> you can finish up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. I mean, I agree. Uh, I, I agree in some regard. I mean, I think that a move needs to be made, and to me, he's the most. He makes the most sense, and that's why my question to the chat would just be: Who would you trade if not Andrew Wiggins? Or do you legitimately think that this is a title-winning roster as it is right now? If you, if you trade, think that, I don't think it is. Um, and, and I'm going to disagree with that. And if you don't trade Wiggins, who are you trading? Because exactly. I wouldn't trade Moody or Kaminga. Uh, I know Chris Paul is a name that's been thrown around. I would I would sign off on that. That's one that I would uh, give two thumbs up to. Um, oh, and there we go. Exactly. So I think that maybe those CP3 and Wigs in a package could get you something worthwhile. Um, I don't think you can trade the core three. So for all the people who want clay to be traded, it is not going to happen. Yeah. Reports just came out in the last week, multiple that the team wouldn't trade Draymond because Steph Curry would have to sign off on it. Steph Curry would have to be okay with it. And there's no inclination in this organization that he would ever do that. And he won't. So I think that you just got to accept, you know, the chips where they've fallen and that, Clay and Dre are here as long as Steph is here. Because yeah. also part of that report is that Steph would have to be the one to initiate the conversation saying, hey, it may be time to trade these guys and moves on, move on. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Um, so I think outside of that, who, who do you have left? To me, CP3 and Wiggs. Makes sense. Some people are talking about Looney. I don't know what you're going to get for Looney. And people saying Clay, Clay's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but it's yeah, not. Exactly. I mean, logically, he's the piece you move. But... I get it. I get yeah, people I get saying that, but it's not going to logically happen. So I'm with I get you it too. And I'm sorry for upsetting people about the Wiggins thing. It's just, look, if you want long-term success, that's the move. And if you agree to disagree, so be it. You know, I don't know what I'll say, but Kylan, thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> thank you, everyone else, for putting up with me. Uh, have a great weekend. You're traveling a lot. Bye-bye. Yep. Good night. <laughs>